Well, good morning, church. How's everyone this morning? Doing good. Welcome to our Friday Easter service. My name is Scott. I'm the lead pastor here, if I've not met you. And before I start, I just wanted to honour all the volunteers that have come in over this week to produce what we see here today. Um, they've done a whole bunch of work. They're going to be doing more work to bring us our Sunday service as well. And Ashley, who is our worship pastor, wrote most of those words that they were speaking on that video. And so she is amazing as well. But can we just thank all of our volunteers that are going to bring us this weekend to us? <clears throat> we are truly blessed here to have such amazing people who serve us week in, week out. Today we gather to remember an event that changed human history. We gather to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, sacrifice on the cross. We gather today to remember a love, a love that was on display. And today we're going to be preaching from Romans 5, 8, and it says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than now, having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Would you join me in prayer before we get into the message? Father God, today we come and we gather and we stand and look at the cross, the, the horrible death that you had to die, God. But Lord, today help us understand what that means for us, why you did that for us. And God, I pray that you would help me preach this message with grace, with truth, and with love. Lord, that in the end, they wouldn't look to me, but that I only look to you, the one who brings life, and life in all its fullness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, in World War II, in 1941, there was a concentration camp in Germany called Auschwitz. And at Auschwitz, when a, a, one of the prisoners would escape, what they would do is they would, they would execute 10 people to stop that happening. So if you're thinking you want to escape, we're going to execute 10 people if you get out of here. And this is what happened one day in 1941. A prisoner escaped. And so they got all the other prisoners, they lined them up in the yard, all out in the yard. And if anyone moved, they would be shot. If anyone spoke, they would have been shot. And then the commander proceeded to call out 10 names. And as their names were called out, they would walk to the front and stand near the commander, ready to be executed. And the 10th name that was called was Franciszek. And as he started moving towards the front, he started weeping and crying and crying out, Oh, my poor family. My wife and my kids are not going to have a father anymore. And he joined the other nine at the front. And there was this commotion that started happening within the ranks of the other prisoners. This person started to walk forward. And the guard says, Halt or I will shoot. But he didn't stop. He just kept pursuing the front and he walked and he said I want to speak to the commander and it was a miracle he got all the way up to the commander he took his hat off and he said I want to take his place I want to die in place of him and probably out of sheer shock from the commander the commander granted the request and so Franciszek walked back and joined the rest of the prisoners that man his name was Maximilian Colby. He was a Catholic priest. And he took the position of Franciszek, and those 10 men 
were then put in what they call a death cell. Usually it was just a hole in the ground where they'd be left to die of exposure and hunger. And so Maximilian went with these other nine and died. But Franciszek, he actually survived the concentration camp and he spent the rest of his life up to 1995 telling everyone about this amazing act of sacrificial love that saved his life. This act of sacrifice on display for the guards and all the other prisoners, it changed so many people's lives that actually witnessed it, witnessed the event. And it especially changed the lives of the nine other men who were with Maximilian in that death cell. There were reports of them all singing hymns and praising God in the face of their intimate death because they understood what Maximilian had done for Franciszek for one man was a small glimpse into the sacrifice that Jesus made for all of them in that, in that hole. And this gave them this supernatural hope and peace in the face of their intimate death. This World War II story is a demonstration of, of sacrificial love. And today we gather to look at the cross, to ponder and stand in awe of the demonstration of love on display in the torn and beaten and bloody body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 8 starts with, but God. Do we know that God is the source of true love and salvation? Do we understand the magnitude that God was the one that was sacrificed for you? Not simply a man like Maximilian or a man or woman like you or I. This was the holy God of heaven and earth. The God that spoke creation into existence. The God that created the beauty and complexity of the earth and the magnitude of the heavens with the trillions and trillions of stars and planets. That being, that awesome and powerful and holy being became a man and suffered at the hands of his own creation. Philippians 2.5 speaks about this. It says, In your relationships with one another, had the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in the human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. I love this verse. It tells us who Jesus is, being the very nature God. He didn't hold on to equality with God and go, they should be worshipping me. No, he humbled himself and became a servant. Jesus says, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. And he finds, he humbles himself to the point where he comes in human flesh and subjects himself to death. But not only death, death on the cross. Do we grasp God humbled himself and became a man? This all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, all-holy, eternal being became like his creation. That's like me becoming a peanut butter sandwich. Like seriously, if you ask my wife, that's all I can cook. That's all I can create. But that would be the difference of what I can do and what a peanut butter sandwich can do is God in between us, right? This all-powerful being became a man. And did you, 
know that crucifixion is considered to be one of the most shameful, painful, and prolonged ways to die. But God, he steps off his throne in heaven, humbles himself to save humanity by laying down his life and suffering the most horrible death, which is death on a cross. Why? Why would a being who is all-powerful and all-holy like God do such a thing? Love. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates his own love towards us. You see, the cross is not just a picture of love. Like if you want to see what true love is, look at the cross. It is that, but it's much, much more than that. It's actually a personal love. It's God's own love for you. God is showing us what what love looks like, what a personal love looks like. So when we look at the cross, we should be thinking, God did that for me. It's God's personal love on display for you to see. You see, genuine love, real love, tangible love, it's personal, right? It's always personal. And God's personal love is not passive, but it's active. I want to ask you the question, How should God show his love for you? Is it by giving you everything your heart desires? Like money, like pleasure, like fame and prestige? No. You know what? The devil will give you all these things because he knows most of those things will destroy your soul. I have two boys, Byron and Eden. I love my boys, but I don't give them everything their heart desires because it's not good for them, right? Like Coke and chocolate for breakfast. I'm just going to say, no, mate. Genuine love is personal, it's an active in doing whatever is best for the other person. And you know what? Love is not always what we just say. It's not just what we say. Have you ever had someone tell you they love you, but their actions don't line up with their words? Like words can be empty without action, right? We've all experienced that. Someone's saying one thing, but their actions show a different reality. But words followed with action is a real representation of love. And genuine love is in action, but it's also sacrificial. Think about when you felt genuinely loved by one of your family or friends. It's actually when they've gone out of their way for you, right? It's when they have sacrificed their time, their energy, their money to serve you, to support you, to care for you, to love you. And we know in our heart that genuine love is sacrificial action. And think about what more could someone give to you than their life? I ask you, what's a person's most prized possession? What's their most precious possession? It's not money or time or energy. It's actually their life. There's nothing more valuable in this world than your own life, right? Like if someone was to pay the ultimate price for you to prove that they love you, that ultimate price they could pay would be giving you their life. Because God knows how precious life is, and therefore God displays the ultimate act of love on the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus shows us the love he has for us by giving up the most valuable thing he could have given up for you, which is his life, to prove his love for you and me. What more could we ask God to give to prove his love to us? And here's the kicker. He gave up his life for you, even though you and I were sinners. It says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us 
in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That would be like Maximilian not just giving up his life for a fellow Jewish prisoner, but it would be like him giving up his life for a German guard, for the commander. Can you imagine that? You know, I don't deserve God's love because of my sin, but his love is stronger than my sin. I don't deserve God's love or deserve him to have come and humbled himself and become a human and suffer a horrible death because of my sin. But, but that's God's love on display. That's a demonstration of divine love. You see, the love of God is so deep and wide and high, I can't humanly comprehend it. But it is God's love on display for me to see. And I see it in the cross of Jesus Christ. You see, our sin has caused us to be separated from a holy and righteous God. But God, but Jesus, driven by love and compassion, steps into our mess, takes upon himself our sin, takes upon himself our punishment for sin, that we should have taken and dies the death that we deserve. Why? Why does he do this? He wants to restore us back into relationship with a holy and righteous God free from sin. This is the love of God, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we see this love for sinners in the words of Jesus as he is dying on the cross. Jesus had been betrayed by one of his disciples. He'd been arrested, he'd been condemned, and they bashed him, and they spat on him, and they mocked him, and then they scourged him. That's just not being whipped. That's being whipped with a whip that has metal barbs on the end that would rip the flesh off your body. And even after all that, they take him up to a hill and they drive nails through his hands and his feet. And while he's hanging there, they're still mocking him. And so Jesus says in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Really? Really? If that was me, I'd be calling fire down from heaven to destroy every single one of them, right? But that's not what Jesus does. Jesus is still trying to show his unfailing love for humanity and even for his enemies while he's literally bleeding to death. Jesus is praying to the Father, asking for their forgiveness. Jesus' love for us is so strong that it's still pouring out of him, even in the worst moment of his life. And Jesus is looking out from the cross. He's looking at a picture of humanity. He's seeing what sin produces. It produces hate and evil and death. I mean, Jesus is looking out of the guards and the chief priests who put him on there, who beaten him and nailed him to a cross when he'd done nothing wrong and they hated him. They scourged him and beat him and mocked him and spat on him and drove nails through his hands and feet. And he's looking out at those guys. And not only is Jesus looking out at the guards that hated him and wanted to kill him, but he's also looking out at some of his disciples who, who were standing afar off, looking at those who loved him. You see, Jesus looking at a picture of humanity. Jesus hanging before those that loved him and those that hated him, but he looks back on them all with a divine love and compassion and says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Look at the cross. This is love on display. Here is the character and nature of God on display for you. Here is the depths of God's love for you. And here's the thing. After hearing Jesus ask God to forgive him, just moments before he dies, 
one of the soldiers that crucifies him recognize, he recognizes who's actually hanging on that cross. You see, the love of God displayed in action and word pierces his heart and he looks up at Jesus on the cross and in Mark 15, 39 we read, and the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died and said, surely, surely this man was the son of God. This Roman centurion is face to face with love on display and he makes this declaration of faith. He's thinking, there is no one on the face of the entire earth that's ever lived like this man. There's no mere human being that can love like that. Surely, this man was the son of God. I challenge you, stand before the cross and ask yourself, what more could you ask of God for proof that he loves you You see, we worship a God who sacrificed himself for you, not the other way around. We worship God who wants to have relationship with us, who wants to forgive us, who wants to give us life and was willing to pay the ultimate price for you, to show you, to prove to you that even though we were sinners, Christ died for us because God's love and mercy and grace are way stronger than sin. Stand before the cross like the centurion. And see the love of God on display for you and ask yourself, who is this man hanging there to me? Do you see the love and the grace of God in that place? Do you see his character and nature on display? Will you receive the free gift of love on display today through Jesus Christ? You see, God is asking you to look at the cross and see who he really is. And see how much He actually loves you. And when we receive that love on display in faith in Jesus Christ, when we repent, when we turn away from sin and and we accept God's love, we are given the ultimate gift. And that is a relationship with God, the one that's hanging there on the cross. And we are freed from guilt and shame and sin because Jesus took our sin and our guilt and our shame and He buried it. He buried it forever. And because of Jesus and the cross, we now have forgiveness of sins, peace with a holy and righteous God, and we receive eternal life. Romans 5.1 declares, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into His grace on which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I love this. This is a promise that this is what Jesus accomplished on the cross, that we are justified. Justified means it's just as though we'd never sinned. Because Jesus, it's in and through faith in Jesus Christ that we now have peace with God. Our sin is dealt with. We are not enemies of God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we access that grace through faith. And this is the beauty of the gospel as we stand here On Easter Friday, we look at the cross and we say, we stand in this hope of what Jesus did today is love on display. This is what Jesus did for you and for me on the cross. This, this cross is true love on display. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Would you join me in prayer? Oh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
we come before the cross and we stand in awe and wonder at the beauty and the majesty of your plan of salvation. Lord, I pray that you would help us understand and know the depths of your love that is displayed on the cross of Jesus Christ. That Jesus, you were willing to humble yourself so much that you would take on our sin and our punishment and die the death that we deserve. Oh God, open our eyes to how high and deep and wide is your love for us. And as we're in this moment of prayer, you might be sitting there and and you've never understood the cross and and God's calling you from that cross. You're like the centurion, you're standing there and, and Jesus looking back at you. He's asking, will you declare today, this man surely was the son of God. Jesus is saying, I love you. I want a relationship with you. I want to restore you and forgive you and give you my Holy Spirit. So if that is you, you can just simply pray this prayer in your heart with me. Father God, I repent of my sin. I thank you for Jesus. I see the love you have for me. And I put my faith in that. And Lord, I pray that you would give me the gift of the Holy Spirit and eternal life. In Jesus' name we pray.